today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by Winning. Do you like winning, San Francisco Bay Area sports fans? Because we do. And logic pretty much dictates that San Francisco and the greater Bay Area of sports fans, we will not be satisfied. We cannot rest until our yearly championship run commences and we are raising another trophy. It has pretty much been like this for almost eight straight years. So if you like winning, then this podcast is dedicated to you. Now before we get started, Raymond, why don't you let them know, where can they find us? You can like us at facebook.com slash the goldcast, and you can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore goldcast, as well as subscribing to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker of the goldcast. Like, subscribe, and comment, because if you say something cool, then we might just read it live on air. Boom. You say something stupid, then. We're not going to talk about you. <laughs> Welcome to the Gold Cast. Don't say something stupid. All right. The Warriors have clinched home field advantage throughout the NBA playoffs. The post begins this coming Saturday. We cannot be more excited. Welcome to the beginning of the run. Oh, it's Warriors season, baby. Oh, it's NBA playoff time. It is here. It is time. Let's go. But before we get started, of course, as always, the greatest podcast intro in the game. Let's get busy. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom. Welcome to another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of Barrier Sports and also your number one resource for glass cleaning products. I'm your host, Rudy Suisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Salise the First, baby. Boom. Man, we'll see you finally. next time, Sam Goldcast. <laughs> Ray, Ray loves throwing that send out out. <laughs> so here we are. Warriors have clinched the number one seed with a record of 56 and 24. First of all, I am ecstatic. I am so excited to watch the NBA playoffs, the road to the finals. This is, there's a lot looming over this season, and there's a lot of unknown that comes after. The NBA Finals after the after this season ends for the Warriors, I, we know we don't really know what this team is going to look like. They are play have played their last game at Oracle. They are now going to be officially moving to San Francisco next year. This is could truly be the end of an entire era. Right now, these next two and a half months could be it, Raymond. And so, there's a lot of excitement. A lot of for me, there's some trepidation. And But more than anything, I just want to focus on this run. I don't want to think about the move to San Francisco. I don't want to think about where KD is going to go. I don't think they do. I think all we want is to focus in on this run. and Because it could be the end 
of the of an era for the Warriors. It's definitely the end of an era as far as their move from Oracle to San Francisco to the new stadium. But it could be the end of the war. This Warriors team as we know it. You know, there's uh, Sean Livingston is considering retirement, and we don't know where KD if KD will be wearing a Warriors uniform come the start of next year. But let's focus on what's in front of us, the NBA playoffs. Tell me your thoughts and feelings as we are on the cusp. We're just four days away from beginning this run. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? To be honest, I'm only focused on winning three in a row because we haven't been able to do that. And some people don't legitimize this dynasty because of that reason. I think it's kind of a stupid reason to to qualify a dynasty when everyone considers San Antonio to be a dynasty even though they didn't win any back-to-backs throughout their entire 15-year run and they're still in the playoffs this year Um, so to me I'd like to kind of just shut those people up by just saying hey we won five out of four Um, or I'm sorry four out of five four out of five you mean including um, three straight so that's kind of the focus on me. I know that the bit, you know, Kevin Durant's a big deal, but to me, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in sync with the, the mentality of the team, which is just like, all right, let's just focus on the playoffs and, you know, go from there. Because right now, I don't hear any controversy. At least, I mean, I'm not, I don't really follow a lot of uh, NBA articles, to be honest. So I don't know if there's a lot of chatter with Kevin Durant's, you know free agency decision in the off season. I know that I do, I, I do have, you know, the app, the bleacher report app, and I haven't seen a whole lot of stuff report revolving around that particular subject. And pretty much since Kevin Durant kind of blew up on the press, it's really kind of died down. And so I'm, there was, there was a li- there was a little bit of chatter. Uh, about a week ago, and 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 Kevin Durant addressed it again. Uh, I I can't remember who. I just I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, I'm just so tired of hearing about this. They basically were talking. It had come out that KD had been uh, that, that you know he wanted to leave and have his own team because he's never going to be as popular as Steph Curry here, and he really realizes that this is his team and not not hitting. It's it's Steph's, not his. And he wants to go somewhere where he can have his own team and where he can be the focal point. And, you know, that, that's and it was pretty much a guarantee that he would not be in a Warriors uniform. And then they asked him about it uh, just several days ago. And he said, that's ridiculous. And so he kind of squashed it again. But that's like that's probably been the, the only thing I've really heard since. Yeah, probably since the big blow up a while back. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, the press is stupid and annoying. No matter what sport it is, really. Although NBA, they seem to be, I feel like they're exceedingly pesty more so. They are really pesty in the NBA. And they don't seem to notice. They're like so pesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm just kind of, you know, back to my original point, I'm just kind of focused on the playoffs because, you know, now, you know, all the teams are pretty much solidified. Uh, all of the, the seedings, I think there might be with a couple games left until Wednesday, there might be some change in that would either exist between the LA Clippers, the Spurs, or Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder. But as far as Golden State, Denver, and Houston is concerned, they've all clinched their divisions. So I don't really see them moving too much. It doesn't matter, and anyways, unless you're go, it it only matters if you're Golden State because you have home field home court advantage. Although I mean, well, well, I guess it matters for two and three if you play teams other than the Warriors, then you would get home court. 
But that's that's where I'm at. All right, so let's talk about the NBA playoffs. If the playoffs started today, this is what we'd see in the Western Conference. We would see Golden State as the number one seed versus the eight seed LA Clippers. We would see the number two Denver Nuggets against the seven seed San Antonio Spurs. We would see the third place Houston Rockets against the sixth place OKC. Fourth place, Portland Trail Blazers versus fifth place, Utah Jazz. In the Eastern Conference, we would see first place, Milwaukee, which stands for the good place, versus the ace-seeded Detroit Pistons. <laughs> the second seed, Toronto Raptors. That's a, that's a Wayne's World reference for anybody over the age of 30 that remembers that film. The second-seeded Toronto Raptors versus the seventh-seed Orlando Magic. The third-seeded Philadelphia Sixers versus sixth-seed Brooklyn Nets, and the fourth-seed Bolton Celtics against the fifth-seed Indiana Indiana Pacers. Not bad. Not a ba- The Eastern Conference, I think, is a lot more interesting to me because you have Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, and Toronto. And even though... Some of their records are fairly close, but I think these teams are really evenly matched. I think that's a more interesting run. For the Warriors, who I see across the landscape, I mean, we don't, as it stands right now, we really, Houston and Denver, OKC and San Antonio all have to go against each other. And that is the bloodiest bloodbath on the way to the NBA Finals right there. I feel like that bracket is rough. Houston and OKC, then Denver and San Antonio. And then they have to play, the winner of those two series has to play each other. Then they get to the Warriors. The Warriors, you've got LA Clippers, Portland, who, you know, is, you know, basically in the gutter now. And then Utah Jazz, which, I mean, they're feisty, but I really think the the, the Warriors' leg, if everything stays as it is today, the Warriors' leg is is pretty it's it's not that bad the real question is whether or not houston and denver are going to swap places but even if they swap places the warriors still don't see either team literally okc houston denver and san antonio eliminate all of each other then face golden state yeah and i think denver i think denver could if houston overcomes thunder which i think they will then i think denver overcomes houston because they play better defense Although San Antonio could surprise us. You never know with Popovich. He's such a good coach. You know, you, you can't never really count him out despite not having, you know, his, 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 uh, despite not having a really great cast of players. Collectively, they play well enough and have played well enough to get into the playoffs, but they obviously, I don't think they have enough to go deep. I think maybe they get into the second round and pull there. If there's any team that could pull off an upset out of this group, I think it's San Antonio. Of all the seedings here, basketball is usually pretty straightforward in terms of seeds. Like this, usually the better seed wins. It's not like March Madness where, you know, anything can kind of happen. Not that I pay attention to that, but um, either way, whether it's San Antonio or Denver, I think either one of those teams is capable of taking out Houston, which will over overtake Thunder because they're just such trash and portland really portland's really only as good as dame lillard and cj mccollum that's all they got it's, and i just it's just not enough. it's never enough they just they, they're not deep enough and 
I think they they got swept last year after being the number three seed. They got swept by, what is it, the Pelicans last season. So Golden State just has an easy road. If, if this is how it ends on Wednesday, dear God, they, okay, it's it's like, it's more of a shoo-in than it's ever been before in terms of getting to the Western Conference Finals. Eastern Conference, I think, is it's a, it's a crapshoot. I think Philadelphia is good enough to beat Toronto, but Toronto could surprise us. They've been in it so many different times. You know, it's kind of like, all right, when is this the year they get over that hump? You know, and they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals themselves, so they know how to go deep. So the point is, can they beat Philadelphia? And I think Boston, Milwaukee's terrific defensively. But again, Boston is kind of like San Antonio, where it's like you can't count out Brad Stevens. He's just such a good coach. So... I think the Eastern Conference, I think you are kind of nailed it with saying it's more interesting because I feel like those, I'm, I'm not sold on the seeding there. I feel like there's a lot of teams that could really surprise other teams despite their seeding, whereas the West is kind of more straightforward. Well, the, the, what, what makes the Eastern Conference so fun is because the, you have Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia and Boston all taking up one through four. So every single series in the Eastern Conference has a potential NBA Finals mm-hmm. winner or NBA Finals, uh, the team, a, a team that could go to the NBA Finals. Every single, every single series has one of them. And that's really awesome. Whereas, you know, Portland and Utah aren't going anywhere. No. I don't believe San Antonio and Denver are going. I don't – yeah, it's just – it's a much more interesting race on the Eastern Conference side because any four of those teams are going. But if you look at the, across the landscape in the Western Conference, I don't – I think the only the only team that makes me nervous is Houston. They really do. I think they're really capable. I think I think you're right. San Antonio could play spoiler, but San, is San Antonio going to be there standing at the end of the end in the Western Conference Finals? I have a hard time seeing that. I really – Probably not. No, probably not. But Golden State and Golden State's run looks pretty easy here. But yeah, the Eastern Conference is really interesting. Do you even have an idea of who do you think is going to go from the Eastern Conference? Let's say the Warriors go. So the Warriors are there. Who do you think goes from the Eastern Conference? I think it's between Milwaukee and Boston, if I had to put money on it. You know... Even though Toronto is has you know second third the number two seed but i just don't i can i trust them enough to get to the eastern conference finals but i don't trust them to get to the finals only because they've been there they've been there and they couldn't get past lebron that was their their hurdle but now he's not there so it's a different story now it is a different story now and Giannis, as dominating and fun of a player as he has been is not lebron james he doesn't have that same pedigree it'll be interesting um, yeah, I honestly, I know you keep saying Milwaukee and Boston, and I have to admit my heart kind of goes to that too, but here's the great thing, right? Milwaukee and Boston cancel each other out. So if they will most likely meet in the next round. So one of those two teams isn't even going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, I would say arguably the road for Philadelphia and Toronto is easier both for both teams. This is an easier bracket to be in. You want to be in this bracket if you're in the Eastern Conference, yeah. right? Brooklyn and Orlando are trash. So. Yeah. You you want to if anything you want to avoid a Milwaukee, a Boston or Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers are really well coached. 
So that's another team that I think has a really good coach. They don't have Oladipo, which sucks, but that's still a that is a that is a tougher leg to go through. That is kind of the closest the Eastern equivalent of our second leg, which is you know uh, Denver, Houston, San OKC, and San Antonio. It is, but Rubio can't do it on his own. No, no, it'll be interesting. So now, one thing that I believe is noticeably absent, Raymond, from this bracket. One team, one player is noticeably Dirk absent. Dirk Nowitzki from the Dallas from... Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> so close. So close. That would be the wine and gold. The Lakers of Los Angeles the quote-unquote chosen one, the quote-unquote king, LeBron James. I love it, it. If there was ever a year where I thought that this might happen, this was it. This is the most perfect scenario that we don't have to deal with with LeBron James. We don't have to deal with the Cavaliers. We don't have to see them for the billionth time in a row. We don't have to play LeBron. Nothing makes me happier than to see LeBron James at home watching from his television set. Oh, Lakers, so cocky. So, so cocky. You know, nothing actually for me, now that you know the season is basically behind us, I have to admit that was probably one of the most disappointing things was seeing LeBron James go to the Los Angeles Lakers. I love the Los Angeles Lakers. Love, love, love the Lakers. Spent my whole life rooting for the Lakers. I remember once Dad famously sang to us, Rudy Salise Jr., the unofficial third member of the Gold Cast, he once said to us that we root for the Warriors in the regular season and then we root for the Lakers in the postseason because the Lakers always went a lot more consistently than the Warriors. He said that when we were very young, many years ago, I never forgot it. And so it broke my heart because I realized that my my contempt for LeBron James as a player is greater than my love for the Los Angeles Lakers. And the Warriors have made it really easy. They've been really successful. And I have to admit, with them moving to San Francisco, that really kind of sealed the deal because you know me i am a san francisco sports guy at heart i know you are too i only root for san francisco i don't really i don't like i don't really care for the uh, a's i can't i hate the raiders and the warriors has always been a begrudging frustration that they play in oakland and so with them coming back this has made it with them with when they announced that they were coming back they were building that stadium and next year it made it so much easier to fully embrace the Warriors because I knew they were coming home to San Francisco where they began and where they will end, where they will finish. Uh, the San Fran- I wish there were the San Francisco Warriors, but Golden State is a great name. And then once they won a finals, you can never change it. That's a whole, I'm, I'm digressing. But it, they made it really easy because I knew they were coming home. And it's been great. This has been awesome. This has been an awesome run to be a part of. So having LeBron not here is the best feeling in the world. Tell me how you feel about no one. LeBron it's like Christmas. James. Feels exactly like Christmas. Feels like <laughs> hanging out with your family. Everyone's in a good mood. 
you're you're sharing laughs, you're sharing smiles, you're sharing love, you're sharing gifts from the kindness of your heart. And there's no Grinch to ruin it. There's no Grinch to walk in and steal your presence or steal the the spotlight. It's all just you, family, and friends. That's it. That's that's what the NBA playoffs are meant to be. They're meant to be Christmas, a Christmas recreation to embody the Christmas spirit. And LeBron is not there to steal that spirit away from us this year. This year, so it is indeed a good time. A good time indeed. The feeling I felt when I would see LeBron standing on the other side representing the Eastern Conference in the post, I felt more and more like the little kid from A Christmas Story when he was wearing the pink bunny suit because his, his aunt, I think it was, his aunt or great-grandma, I, don't, I can't remember, but somebody thought he was a girl and she, would buy, and she bought him a pink bunny suit onesie and he had to wear it and he was absolutely horrified and just depressed and dismayed and bummed out and unmotivated. That's how it would feel to just watch LeBron for the last eight years constantly going to the post. I felt like the little kid in that pink bunny suit. And all I wanted to do was take that damn suit off and get back to having some fun. And we could finally do that this year. We bested the beast last year. Goodbye. Get away. You're done. And now he's done. And he came to the West, and he couldn't even get into the post in the West. If he was in the Eastern Conference, he'd probably be like the third seed and probably would go all the way. But guess what? You're not in the East, baby. You're in the West now. This is where teams come to die. There are no winners or losers in the Western Conference playoffs. There are only survivors. And you couldn't survive. Deuces. Goodbye. I knew he couldn't survive. Just too... too. There's no depth to that team and lots of young talent, but, you know, Luke Walton just was, I knew he was never going to be, I knew, in my opinion, I thought that the idea of coaching for the team that drafted him and, and having that opportunity, that was more alluring for him than, than the reality, than, than the reality of knowing whether you had the ability to coach a team from the ground up with young talent, which he doesn't. Um, it's easy to take over an all-star team and to come out and, you know, lead them to a 24-0 season, you know, to open the season with 24 straight wins. A lot harder to make a bunch of nobodies into somebodies. Easier to coach a bunch of somebodies into just maintaining. So I knew that, uh, I felt like he, it was a premature move on his part. It was just exciting. The proposition, since it was there, they're like, all right, I'm probably not going to get this again. So if, if I if I do have to take it you know, sooner rather than later, I should probably just take it now. Um, I think that's what the idea was. But I knew that that wasn't something that was going to turn into some magical turnaround for the Lakers, let alone when LeBron went there. I still felt like this was a, a franchise that had better playoff chances with LeBron but didn't necessarily guarantee a a spot in the in the seating within the eight spots that are available. Well, I'm telling you, man, if they don't sign, if they don't sign, they don't trade for Anthony Davis, they're screwed. I don't think they're going next year either. They are so screwed. Yeah, and they, to get Anthony Davis, you got to give up a bunch of depth. You got to do the same thing the Warriors did to get KD. You got to give up like seven guys. 
when the Warriors gave up seven players, they still retained their three starting All-Stars. So the Lakers don't necessarily, they have one All-Star, you know, and then a bunch of former All-Stars. So when they give up, in other words, if they were to give up a similar package to acquire an Anthony Davis, it's a different scenario because they're not, they're not, the core of the team is going to be disrupted no matter what. And it's going to be disrupted significantly. Not to the same degree that the Warriors. The Warriors gave up uh, basically a lot of their bench players, most of their bench for KD and 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 Harrison Barnes. And I was like, that was it. They're like, we're going to give you the weakest link on our starting rotation, and we're going to replace it with a Kevin Durant, and we'll give up, you know, half the half the second unit uh, rotation in exchange. Whereas the Lakers, they got to give up starters and bench players. Multiple starters. Well, I don't even think they're going to get it, though. I my feeling is is that Boston, Boston has more cachet to trade with. I think I would not be surprised if Boston is the one that succeeds in the trade. Because also, why is New Orleans going to give this player to someone in the Western Conference? They've already proven they don't give a crap about Rich Paul or the Lakers. God, man, they just ruined that team. I loved it. I loved watching them just just uh, watching the egos of those guys thinking that they could just muscle this around and because they, they could just will it into existence because he's LeBron James and, and he's Rich Paul and they're two of the most powerful figures in, in the NBA. They could just make this happen because because they want it and they don't care what you think. And then New Orleans was like, no, sorry, late. That made me so happy. Why send him to the Western Conference? Why would you go make your Western Conference rival better? Why would you do that? No, you sent him to the east. You sent him as far away as possible. You pull a Popovich. How Popovich sent uh, Kawhi Leonard to Toronto. You do the same thing right here. You sent him to Boston. I don't want him to see him on Boston either, but it makes more sense. And plus, I want it to happen because I want L.A. to struggle. I want it to hurt. I want it to hurt for like two good years. Let it just hurt. That'll make me happy. Very, very used to hurt every year that LeBron's there. Exactly, because then as soon as he's gone, I can go back to to rooting for my other NBA team. This is the listen. I have I have one mistress. My one mistress is the Los Angeles Lakers, and LeBron has taken that away from me once again. LeBron is trying to ruin my life directly. <laughs> directly, me specifically. He looked across the <laughs> landscape and was like, "Which team is Rudy's? I'm going there." Knock it off, LeBron. Leave me alone. Quit bothering me. All right, Raymond. Well, here we go. As we said, NBA playoffs start this Saturday. I cannot be more excited. Let's go. Now, Raymond, any final thoughts before we sign off here? Just that I hope LeBron has a comfortable couch because it's going to be a nice, smooth, easy ride. (laughs) For Golden State this year once again. <laughs> I like how I like I like how the third segment of this podcast became a LeBron trolling. It's just us trolling LeBron. <laughs> Topics tonight: Golden State playoff picture and shitting on LeBron. <laughs> oh man. I love it. You know, I think about when I when we do these episodes, I think about how when I become a fairly recognizable actor, these podcasts are going to come back to haunt me. Everyone's going to pull them up and be like, Rudy hates LeBron. Rudy thinks LeBron's a jerk. 
you know, and like it'll it'll come out like like he's producing something I'm in, and they're like like Rudy Star said on former podcast on or on old pod, old podcast episode, LeBron is a jerk, and now he's in his show. You know, it's gonna be something like that. Watch, I promise you, that's gonna happen. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna interview you. Yeah, you heard it here fo- her, fo- first, folks. You heard it here first. All right. So Ray, before we go, why don't you let them know where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Ray Solis, and you can also follow me on Instagram at Ray Solis One. And you can follow me on Instagram at Rudy Solis Three and Twitter at Rudy Solis Three R D. So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of Barry Sports and your number one resource for glass cleaning products. I'm your host, Rudy Solis Third, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis the first, baby. <laughs> I was like, are you there? <laughs> Ray, you want to sign them off since you love doing the sign off so much lately? We'll see you next time. Same gold cast time. Same gold cast channel. I think that's the first time you've ever done that. I think it is. <laughs> Boom. This is, is the gold cast.